This week's All-American Chapel Protestant Service Podcast Sermon will be given by Kelly Ginder and Chaplain Eddie Cook. God is good. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome this morning and happy Mother's Day to all the ladies here this morning and uh, the Everything that you do makes a big, big difference. And um, there are special gifts for, for all the ladies, 18, 18 and older. If, uh, if you did not get a gift this morning, it's a, uh, an awesome bag with a message on here. Uh, if you did not get one of these on your way in, they'll be available on the way out this morning as well. Make sure you, uh, you, you don't leave without one of those. Um, today, we have some, uh, some, some special Mother's Day treats in, in the service. Um, uh, Laura's going to be singing a special, uh, Kelly's going to have a, a Mother's Day a message this morning uh, from uh, Proverbs 31, uh, along, with, along with Chaplain Cook, uh, preaching on some things on the body of Christ, and uh, it's going to be a great service this morning. We're so glad that, uh, that everyone is here to celebrate together. Um, also, too, uh, on May 22nd is, uh, is a Mother's Day. We're going to start nice today's Mother's Day. May 22nd is a gold star uh, luncheon, and we are looking for volunteers to help serve at that Gold Star Luncheon. The sign-up sheet is in, is in the, the back uh, sign-up table, in the, or welcome table in the middle here. Uh, so if you have any questions or if you're available to serve on that day, it'll be, be awesome to have, to have you be a, be a part of that team. So uh, we just pray that the Lord will bless you this morning, and, uh, and we just are just so thankful for what, what God has in store for us. Uh, if you will please stand as, uh, as we get ready to, uh, just to, to pray and continue to, to ask for God's guidance for the service, and we'll, we'll have some time for a meeting and greeting. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence that is here today. We thank you so much for your gifts that you have given us. Lord, the relationships that you have blessed us with, those that, those that, have, those that pour into our lives and those that we have the opportunity to pour into, uh, to, in, into theirs. And uh, God, this morning we pray that uh, you will help us to be in a posture that, uh, that we can worship you, Lord, and also for you to pour into us today through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm going to do this, our little mascot for today, so we'll remember our scripture and so I thank you, each and every one of you, and for those who led us in worship today, as we trust the Lord's leading in our lives for the way ahead. The Lord knows that we truly look to him and we live for him as we go forward to face the path ahead. So our focus this morning is the verse that is printed on each of the ladies' bags from verse 25 of Proverbs 31. And it says, She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. And so, ladies, this small token represents the honor that we give to you on Mother's Day as you pour your lives into your family, no matter what its shape or dynamic. For those women who are mothers either through childbirth or through the birth that comes through kingdom conception. You nurture, disciple, and raise up those around you to expand the blessings of the Lord through fruitfulness and multiplication for each and every one of those who are in your care. 
Each woman here is a kingdom builder, and we're grateful for your ministry in our lives. So as you use it today, let it be a reminder of today's message. So I know this morning, Holly and the crew led us in a song that talked about fear and how if we get stuck in fear, that that can be something that's overwhelming. But as we trust in the Lord, then it is something that can lift us up and lift us up out of that fear and into faith. And so if you are taking notes this morning, the sermon title today is Filled with Faith from Proverbs 31, verse 25. So fear, it is a natural emotion and survival mechanism. When we confront a real or perceived threat, no matter what it is, our bodies respond in specific ways. We react to fear both physically and emotionally. So tell me, what are a few things that, that our body either physically or emotionally responds to fear? Can somebody call it out to me? Give it to me. Tears. Anger. Running. What else? Heart rising. What else? Sweating. That's right. All those things can come. Um, we can have increased heart rate, high adrenaline levels that make us all extremely alert for those who respond with fear. And so physical and emotional things tr are triggered in our body and that there's a there's something that happens to us that call that is called Fight, flight, or freeze response. Have any of you heard of that? Fight, flight, or freeze. And we even respond this way in dynamics to our relationships. And some of you may have heard of this, and that is called pursuing or withdrawing. So sometimes we can experience fear in our relationships. And when we allow fear to control us, we do not thrive in battle, in life, or in relationships. So if you are taking notes this morning, one of the first point that I have for you is this world is filled with fear. This world is filled with fear. If you spend any time whatsoever following the news, <laughs> you can see that fear and dread sells a story, right? If the news can work us up enough to, to let us tune in, then the ratings will soar. Even the author of this passage understands fear to be a driving force because the woman described in this passage is fearless. With deeper study, fear is expounded more deliberately into a woman without anxiety. Without anxiety, it seems impossible. <laughs> That's why we're laughing, right? <laughs> when we have fears concerning something that is beyond our control or unavo unavoidable, it is described as anxiety. Our brain responds to this anticipation of perceived or actual deprivation or desertion with an alarm system, as I described above. It is a natural response, and when we choose to dwell in the place of fear, it can be very disabling for us. 
I, too, have found myself stuck in this cycle of fear, and maybe some of you have as well. So oftentimes when there is life transition, that is when my cycle of fear gets triggered. So when we prepare to PCS or I start a new job or I begin something of new responsibility, then I ask questions such as these, and maybe some of you can identify. Will I have a house in a good neighborhood? Will I be able to connect, meet with friends? Will my husband deploy or my spouse deploy or be in the field more or less? Will this RFO even turn into orders? How many of you have been there? Will the movers be on time? Will I break my stuff? Will it be delivered to the right house? When we get there, will we actually have a house? And on and on and on it goes. Very exhausting, this cycle of fear. And many, maybe some of you can identify with this as parents, right? You're raising your children, and there are some things that happen with inside of us that are beyond our control, right? As we raise our children, will they grow up to love the Lord? Will they make the good choices? Will they find the right friends? All of these things that are beyond our control, and it can cause within us the cycle of fear to begin. So if we decide to dwell in that place of fear, our life perspective can get very bleak, and it can prevent us from from enjoying the present while obsessing about the future. Maybe some of you have been there with me as well. So you say, Kelly, what are we supposed to do here, right? Well, so thankfully, on our bags this morning and in Scripture, Proverbs 31, verse 25, it gives us that response to fear. And so my second point, if you are taking notes this morning, the biblical response to this fear is to be filled with faith. The biblical response to this fear that's offered by the world is to be filled with faith. Thankfully, today's verse resonates with the fear we can all find ourselves entrenched in and offers a practical solution to obsessing, right? We need to get off that obsessing train, and we need to be at the station where God has called us to be. And our verse lies in Proverbs 31. In Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, which was the passage that we read together this morning, the author uses an acrostic poem using each letter of the Hebrew alphabet to describe the role of a woman operating with noble character. So A, B, C. So all of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the poem starts with that. Have any of you written an acrostic poem to your moms or dads for Mother's Day or Father's Day before? Did any of you receive an acrostic poem this year from your kids from from school, right? So M stands for magnificent. O stands for, what's that? Outstanding. And M stands for, what's that? Marvelous, right? It's a simple acrostic poem that we write to our moms, but the author 
of this passage in Proverbs was writing an acrostic poem, maybe to his mom, we don't know, to the wife that he hopes that he would have someday. So this acrostic poem describes the role of women operating with noble character. A poem is fitting for Mother's Day because it's truly a reflection of the dynamics of what goes on, the excitement of each and every one of our lives. So as we zero in on this particular verse for today, the author shares the most wonderful tidbit of information with us regarding a particular woman who lives without fear and laughs at the future. How can a person laugh when they cannot predict the future? How can we do it, you may be asking. Well, I have met a few people in my day, and since even joining the military, even those who declare they love the Lord, who spend time consulting astrology, horoscopes, palm readers, and psychics, all trying to catch a glimpse of the direction that the future holds. Yet the woman described in Proverbs uses a different tactic altogether. We even see that in the, in the chapter in Kings when Saul consulted the, the trying to predict the future from the witch at Endor. So this is something that is not uncommon from biblical times into this day. But the woman of Proverbs uses a different tactic. tactic. And this is one I suggest that we can all use. This verse gives us the response cue in which to operate instead of fear, and that is faith. Because this woman is operating in faith, laughter springs up inside her and overflows. This woman uses faith in the one who holds her future as her focus. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and because of it, laughter can pour forth from her lips. Laughter connected to faith has more power than the ways the world focuses in on predicting the future. Can I get an amen? Amen. The woman in this passage can laugh because she is clothed with strength and character and is prepared for emergencies. You saw that as we read in those verses together. This woman is prepared for emergencies. She even greets the ships coming in. Her kids are wearing fine linen and purple. She's buying and selling vineyards. I mean, this woman is prepared for emergencies. She works diligently at the things that she can do. And listen to this, though. This is what's the most important part of my message this morning. She works diligently at the things she can do and has faith in the Lord to cover down on all of the rest, right? She works hard at the things she can do, but has faith in the Lord to cover down on the rest. And so I would like to thank Chaplain Cook for giving me the opportunity to speak to each and every one of you today as we did a special focus in on women. But also we can see how all of this is applicable to each and every one of us. And so, as we begin this time of transition in chapel ministry, maybe some here are facing transitions in your own life. 
How many of you are looking ahead at PCSing this summer? Yes. And we're having a transition right now as the children go. It's a children's church today. How many of you are going to children's church today? Raise your hand. That's good. Okay. And so um, we are doing places of transition. The many uh, the chapel is experiencing a time of transition in leadership from the, the leadership of Chaplain Cook to the leadership of Chaplain Coyne. And also members of our team are kind of shuffling around to be be able to continue to serve in the body. PWOC is transitioning in their boards. Some of, some of you are getting ready to go on transitions through vacation for the summer. Can I get an amen? Those of you going on vacation. All right. And so we face transitions, but oftentimes when we face transitions, our mind may be brimming over with questions, but we can teach ourselves to respond in faith in the place of fear, with laughter and with songs of joy. In counseling, we call this a reframe. We, ex we change our perspective and allow our actions and feelings to follow. We change our perspective or we change our mind and we allow our actions and feelings to follow. We exchange unhealthy and fear-inducing thinking styles with healthy and faith-filled thinking styles. Psalm 126, verse 2 reminds us, Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things. When we are able to respond with laughter in the place where the world anticipates an expression of fear, they are drawn to the presence of God. So today, as we begin a transition in this time in the worship seat of the worship service, and as you listen to this song called Fear No More by the Afters, I want you to breathe in deeply. Let's do that together. Breathe in deeply. And release. Receive the lyrics and respond with your mind in joy and praise to God who holds the future in his hands. For those who follow his lead, no power can come against you because you have overcome. No darkness can overwhelm you because you've already won. Amen. There's no room for fear on the throne. Jesus will not share his glory. Amen. Thank you, Kelly, Ms. Gender, for honoring mothers with the Mother's Day tribute and reminding us we don't have to fear. We do not because Jesus is on the throne. A happy Mother's Day for all the mothers and spiritual mothers that are here today. Lord bless you. What would we do without you? So the message to have faith have faith in God. Fear not, for our King is coming. Isaiah reminds us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. 
God is with us, will never leave us, will never forsake us. God has established his church. He's established All-American Chapel. He is ours and we are his. And he has equipped us for a good work, the good work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So last year when I arrived as a senior pastor, we looked at our ministry teams, we rearranged a little bit, we streamlined, we set up leaders, and we prayed. And we prayed for each of the ministry team leaders, and you prayed me in, and we've uh, followed the Lord in his guiding. We're going to do that again today, this summer. But again, there's nothing to be feared. We can fear in transition, transition of leadership, transition of, of PCSing, of deploying, and so forth, transitioning of chapels and chapel leadership. And I want to thank those of you here that are steadfast, that are either retired or long-term at Bragg and endure the change after change after change that normal local churches don't have. Because that can be a bit daunting, but you persevere. And I thank you, I thank you for that. And today as we change our teams a bit, it's sort of a little bit more like musical chairs as we're shuffling some leaders around in different avenues and, and different giftings and skill sets. I'm also going to ask that everybody here in the congregation will pray. As we pray for the ministry team leads, that you pray, God, where will you have me to serve? Who can I come alongside and pray for? Who can I come alongside and help? Just like last year, Pray about that again. See what happens in your heart when you say, Lord, help me to know where you want me to be. And he will show you here at All-American Chapel. He'll show you in the community, in the nation, in the world. Because the gospel mandate will go forth that he has called all of us to, to go therefore. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go to make disciples of all nations, to teach everything that he's commanded baptized in the name of the father son and holy spirit and god jesus christ is with us always to the ends of the age as we do that beginning right here the teams that we're going to call forward shortly there's seven we have seven major umbrella categories here we have administration that this next year will be led by patrick lime the preaching team dom grady is going to lead hospitality Jeff Roberson, Connection, Jesse Hunt, Life Groups by Mark Miller, Children's Ministry by Will McCall, The Music, John Ginder, and that's broken down into the Praise Team by Miss Smith, Holly, the AV by John Schneider, and the Social Media by Kelly Gender. Now, you'll see them in a minute. And God is going to lay on your heart as you honestly ask him, God, what would you have me to do here? Because I believe we've got a core group of congregants right here who each of you have a ministry that God has laid on you with special gifts and talents and equipping. Then we're going to call Brian Coyne forward and you're going to pray him in, pray me out, a senior pastor. You know, pray me off to war, too, as I go to Operation Iraqi Resolve. So I shall always be with you in spirit. I love each of you and look forward to seeing you again. As I say, either over there or in the air in a great and glorious day. So Brian is a great man of God. 
Where are you, Brian? There he is. All right. Great man of God. You're in good hands. He's a new division chaplain. This past Thursday, we changed stoles right here. 82nd Airborne Division chaplain. Awesome. That's uh, amazing. Nothing better. And this coming Thursday, uh, I'm going to change stole with Brother Jack Stummy over there. As Brother Stummy's going to Africom in Stuttgart and eat some of that good schnitzel with his uh, wonderful wife, Miss Cindy. And uh, I will be the core chaplain. And then after a short time of visiting the formation, I'll be heading over to Iraq for Operation Iraqi Resolve. So I covet your prayers for all of our troops downrange and harm's way and that God would lead me in order to care and minister for them. Transitions at hand, but I'll tell you one leadership change that's not happening, and that's Jesus Christ is on the throne. He's, he's not going to step down ever, and so we can take confidence. No fear is going to be on that throne. Only faith, the faith that we have in our God, that will never change. Never change his love for us or our salvation. So last year, as I was coming in, my first sermon, as we were setting up the teams, I gave you an illustration of a big toe, my big toe, that I heard on a road march years ago, where that old boot insole worked its way down and rubbed the skin off, I won't get graphic on you, and, and it hurt. I finished the road march, but my foot was bloody and sore, and the big toe that as we have been walking around today, unless your big toe's hurting, you probably didn't think very much about it. But if it was hurting, as my big toe was on that road march, I thought about it every step, every step of the way, and then for weeks later. Now, the scripture of the parts of the body, 1 Corinthians 12, talks about parts of the body. Now, the toe... The big toe might look like really small and insignificant, but when it's hurt, boy, do you feel it. And you know. So the parts of the body of Christ, if we could liken each of us to a part of our body, if it was a big toe that you don't normally see or think about, big toes do a lot of work. They do a lot of caring, a lot of ministry, a lot of behind-the-scenes type things, per se. And when that member of the body is sick or hurting and that function's not being done everybody knows it and the whole body hurts and is sore i'm going to read for us first corinthians 12 verses 12 through 31 in entirety and as i do that let us think about the parts of the body as paul apostle paul is telling us about that, that god has spoken to him and think about the parts of the body of Christ. As I get my spectacles set, I think you can still hear me. I didn't mess the microphone. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit... We were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, 
I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? And if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, of these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have great modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. And are all apostles, are all prophets, are, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way, which is 1 Corinthians 13, love. If we don't execute this with love, there's nothing. It's bounding brass. This is the word of the Lord. Every member of the body of Christ is important with unique giftings and skills, equipped for the ministry, for the gospel. The text shows us three characteristics of the body. That we're one, the body of Christ is one, the body of Christ is united, and the body of Christ is equipped by God. In All-American Chapel, as we are the body of Christ, we are one, united, and equipped, equipped for the ministry of Jesus Christ. I'm going to recap for us these three and the high points that we have had as themes throughout the year and that we're going to continue to have as we instill, install the new ministry teams. That chapel, we are one, one in the body. We need each other. No one can say that our job is more important than another or that one is not needed. God has called each of us for a distinct purpose with gifts and talents and skills so the foot can't say that's not important as the hand nor the eye, more or less important than the ear or the nose, nor the big toe. Verse 18, God sets his members of Christ's body as he wills, as he pleases. And it would look funny if we were all the same and then we wouldn't function and we couldn't. Like I haven't brought my trumpet out to the music team for a reason. 
God hasn't called me to the music ministry, though I try from time to time. It's a good thing. Holly probably would have said thank you, but she'd asked me to do a solo, sing, sing solo no one could hear. <laughs> so we, we all have skills that God has given us. We are one in Christ, and this enables our oneness, the second characteristic, that we are united. We are united as the body of Christ. The Gospels teach us that a house divided cannot stand. For us to function, the body of Christ must be working together. Because Satan will come against us and try to tear us apart. Because if we're torn apart, fighting against each other, we're not going forward synergistically for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we're being hypocritical, parasitical, not following the truth of Jesus, we're in disunity. And there's no time for this division because the time is drawing nigh. The end is coming. But we know not the day nor the hour, so we must be going forth with the zeal of the gospel of Jesus Christ for the message of salvation, worship, and relationship with God so that souls may come into the kingdom. Now what a blessing and privilege it is for God to choose us to partner with him for this mission. Which brings us to our third characteristic, that as we are one and unified together, God equips us because chapel, church, body of Christ, when God calls us to a mission, he gives us everything that we need in order to accomplish that. Everything that we need. And he's called each one of you sitting here today with unique skills and missions and blessings, equipped to fulfill the hope in which God created you. Yes, as God knits you together in your mother's womb, he created each of us with a unique purpose and skill and plan for his kingdom. I ask as we continue to go on that you let God reveal that further in your heart and clarify what that is for a time such as this. Now in verse 28, God gave us a succinct list, though not exhaustive, of some of these functions, roles that he gave apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles who do healing, helps, administration. But then God is clear. He says not everyone will have every office and every function. And that wouldn't make sense either because we, we couldn't all do the same thing. We have to do all the things. Everything that God has created in each of you for All-American Chapel to function. We are one, all-American, in the body of Christ. We are united and we are equipped. And some of you here today and in our outer congregations that aren't here today are equipped very, very well with skills, talents, and blessings that it's God's will that you be serving here now. And not just here, if you think concentrically as as Jesus was uh, telling the, the, the crowd and his disciples as he was ascending into heaven to be filled with the Holy Spirit so you will be empowered to serve in Judea, Samaria, 
Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the world. Jerusalem was where they were. Judea was the region. Samaria was the entire world. And each of us are likewise called where we are to the region and outward to the world. And as we make ourselves available, God will use us. So I am asking you to answer God's call to serve this morning. Uniquely called, uniquely equipped in Jesus Christ. We're right at the verge of calling all the ministry heads up. So those of you get ready to come on up here. To put faces to the name that we can pray for them and that you can look and you can, you can know who is doing what and that God can lay in your heart what he's calling you to do calling you to come alongside and pray for. And I'm going to ask the congregation today, as God reveals that to you, to come beside them and say, hey, how can I pray for you? Or how can I help with the hospitality team or the AV team or the music team as you have those talents? And we're going to pray for Brian as he is coming to be the all-American shepherd, pastor, senior pastor of All-American Chapel. Without God's presence and prayer and spirit, it can't be done. But with it, he's going to be anointed and blessed. This past year has been amazing. I love each and every one of you, and I will see you again. Either over there or in the air. Even now, come Lord Jesus. So, as opposed to a goodbye, it is until the next time. I love you. Patrick Lime, Chaplain Lime, come on up. Administration. Brother Patrick. Dom Grady's taking the preaching team. Jeff Roberson, hospitality. Jesse Hunt, Connect Table, Connect Ministry. Mark Miller, Life Groups. Will McCall, he's still in the back, there he is. Children's Ministry. John Ginder, Music and Media. And, and let's bring up John Schneider, if, if, you're, if you can come off the board, not sure if we're going to fall apart. If you do, hey, you've got some, some cross-trained people back there. All right. And we've got Holly Smith, praise. Amen. And then Miss Kelly, Kelly Ginder, social media. All right. As you stretch your hands out to each of these, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for our, our new team coming in here and let your outstretched hand represent God's spirit as it's flowing forth as we're praying. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for our team. I pray in your holy name, Lord, that you bless them according to the glory of your gospel of Jesus Christ, that dear Lord, that you would let your anointing flow 
and rest with the skills, the talents that you have put in each of us for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we may worship you, build up a body of believers, and evangelize the world, that there are people across the street in our neighborhoods and families who are dying and going to hell if we do not take the gospel of Jesus Christ forth. Empower us, God, for your service. Bless our new team as we go forth and let the truth of your word flow. Bless them, O Lord Jesus. Keep them in your care. Protect them from the evil one. And let them go forward in the name of Christ. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, provide for, care, and bless. As Jesus, Mm -hmm. you will reign. Mm -hmm. I thank you for our team. I thank you for our congregation. In calling us for such a time as this, fear cannot reign on the throne. The battle has been won, and let us go forth as Christian soldiers. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, team. I love you. May God be glorified. If the team could stay up here as we lay hands on uh, Chaplain Toyne and Chaplain Cook for this time of transition. Uh, These are two men that I know that love the Lord. And how do we know? Because in John chapter 21, Jesus asked Peter, said, do you love me? And he said, if you do, feed my sheep. And these are two men that love people and that are servants, and uh, we are so thankful for them. So if you will, stretch your hands toward, uh, toward these men as we, as we pray them through this time of transition. And uh, God, just, we just thank you so much for, for Chaplain Cook and, uh, and this season that, uh, he, that he has been uh, leading this team and leading this congregation God, we know that this, uh, this, this has been a, a time and a season that you have prepared him for for a very long time. And uh, what a blessing that it has been. God, we, we give you all of the glory and all of the praise, Lord, for the many things that, uh, that we got to be a part of for this season. Lord, we thank you for, for Team Cook uh, and, uh, and all that they represent, Lord, and, and uh, the service that, that they will continue to do. Lord, we just also, too, thank you for Chaplain Coyne. Lord, as he is coming in, Lord, may your favor just rest upon him. Lord, may your anointing just rest upon him as he, uh, as he leads this team and leads this congregation. Uh, God, we pray that we will be able to, to be a blessing to him as well, Lord, this, at this time, Father. Lord, may we just be postured uh, just to be uh, quickened to what you have for us, that, for what's next. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we celebrate in Jesus' name. And this morning... Will you please receive the benediction today? I just pray and ask the Lord will fill you all this morning, not with fear, but with laughter and with faith. Amen. Be blessed. Happy Mother's Day. That was this week's All-American Chapel Protestant Service podcast. Please tune in for next week's podcast.